Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. SCNZ, three minutes past six o'clock on the 31st of January. Baz and Izzy for breakfast and, uh, well, I guess you could call this, I don't know, the sparkling water before your meal. (laughs) I was going to say an entree, but I don't think that's quite right. It's Louie here for the meantime. Baz and Izzy, they haven't slept and I can promise you that. We've got them waiting in the wings and they'll be here in a second. We've got a massive show coming up today uh, for their first morning back on air. Last day of January. It's been great to have your company all through the summer on SENZ. And um, look, there's so much more to come. I guess, as I've been telling you, February's the big month because we've got two test matches down at Hagley. We'll have Baz all over that. Our Super Rugby returns as well, so Izzy will be all over that. There's a lot to get through. And uh, this morning on today's show, well, it's just a classic busy Monday of sport, isn't it? Northern Brave, they were too good in the men's Super Smash over the weekend. So Tim Seifert, the guy Baz I know has got a lot of time for, he'll join us after 8 o'clock this morning for a McCafe coffee catch-up. The NFL, well, that's in full swing, isn't it? Properly. Yeah, big time. Conference finals today, so we're going to catch up with our man Michael Duarte out of Los Angeles as the Rams look to, well, come really good at the right time of the year. So we'll catch up with Michael Duarte after 7 o'clock. 7.40, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this. Tony Dennis, one of the Dennis bros down there in the deep south of New Zealand, uh, if you heard the show last week, you would have heard us making the case for the chosen one. New Zealand's, wow, well, he really is probably one of New Zealand's best gallopers. Top three, certainly. Back in the country, getting his shot at Group 1 glory. And um, it was fantastic to see him salute in the Thorndon Mile. It just stacked up. It makes sense, doesn't it? 
He had a, a silly weight for how good of a horse he is. Yes, it was a mile way short of his best, but he was in a fresh state. He's a Savabelle, so it's not like the mile's too short at all. Extremely versatile. And I guess what we'll talk to Tony about is he's still a stallion, a six-year-old stallion, which is quite rare to have them racing and um, commercial viability for, for his for his stallion career. We'll figure that one out. So Tony Dennis as well. And then we've got our New Zest catch-up. So there's so much to get through this morning. And I hope, and I hope that I can welcome in. Well, he is Baz from Baz and Izzy. And it's great to have him back riding the ship. Our skipper, please tell me he's there. G'day, Baz. Good morning, Louis. Good morning, everyone. Is that going okay? It's going so good. That was a real real cross-the-fingers moment, wasn't it? (laughs) Everything's right. Must have snuck up. The six weeks away must have snuck up on everyone. But it's good to be back, Louis. Unfortunately, we haven't got Iz yet, but we will get Iz at some point soon as well. Looking forward to speaking to Izzy and catching up on everything he's been up to over the last six weeks or so as well. But, gee, how's about the alarm this morning? I know you guys have been doing it (laughs) quite regularly throughout the holiday period, but... The old 4 a.m. alarm just hit me right in the middle of the forehead this morning, Louis. It's nice to be back on air with everyone. What's your, um? talk me through it, Baz, what's your kind of schedule been like over, uh, over summer? I mean, I've, <laughs> what I've done is I haven't really asked you too much about your summer because I thought it would be so great just to hear it organically on air. So what's like the average day in the life of a wild Baz McCallum been like during summer? Uh, no, not overly profitable from a punting point of view Shock. Um, first and foremost it's, it's been a it's been a difficult sort of festive period on the punt <laughs> uh, it's been very regular as well um i've noticed that i've taken myself to all parts of australia on the punt as well sail and strathalbyn <laughs> and albury and all sorts hanging so rock that's, that's been hanging rock yeah I, I think even i punted on something yesterday it was it was a straight greyhound meeting it was like they were just the the bunny was in the middle of the track, <laughs> <laughs> and they were just spread out over the entire track. Oh, yeah, they got some of my money as well, Paulie Wipe. You know, but you didn't win. <laughs> no, no, mate, I've been hopeless on the punt, but that's okay. Well, um, plenty of winners to come. So now I've been doing a little bit of that. Lots of family time, mate. The weather's been cracking as it has been all around the country, right? So. We've had the kids out swimming in the pool and running around on the uh, on the lawn and and uh, spending plenty of time there. Barbecue's been dominant throughout the uh, festive period as well, um, and just spent heaps of time at home, mate, which is quite rare for for us. This is a time that we normally, as cricketers, um, normally sort of travelling the globe and and real bu- been real busy. So it's been nice to actually just be able to kick back and enjoy ourselves for a bit and spend a bit of time with the family. A um, little bit of cricket commentary as well, Louis, that uh, covered both the test matches, the Bangladesh um, series with Spark Sport, and that was great. Gee, Bangladesh were impressive, actually, in the first test, and then New Zealand bounced back in the second, so that was nice to be able to do a little bit of cricket. Uh, that's about it, mate. A few NFTs, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, no doubt. Is back on air. He's like the NFT king. He's gone. So he's... Oh. But all I've seen over it's been the summer of um, New Zealand celebrities posting NFTs on their Instagrams. That's what it's and and summer of Bangladesh. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I actually want that's what I wanted to ask you about, Baz. The the Bangladesh, I mean they they won a test match in New Zealand. Uh, like I feel like we might 
it's because it kind of happened, it came and went, and then we had Ross Taylor's last test and that bounced back at Hagley. But Bangladesh won a test match in New Zealand. I mean, you were there. Was it was it kind of in the moment? Was it almost like what's happening? Mate, it was it was extraordinary to be honest. And, and sort of right throughout the the game, I, I kept thinking, okay, this will recalibrate at some stage. Yeah. And normal kind of sense will resume, and New Zealand will, will get a firm grip back on the game. But like Bangladesh were outstanding. They actually they just dominated us in that first test. Admittedly, the conditions were probably more favourable um, than what they probably expected coming to New Zealand. The, the wicket was maybe just a touch slower. It didn't quite have the same amount of bounce. It was a good wicket, don't get me wrong, um, but not probably as well suited to the New Zealand lineup as as what it was um, down in, in Christchurch. But, yeah, it was it was fascinating, mate, and I loved it. And the game needs that too. Louis, to be honest, I, it hurt as a former New Zealand cricketer to, to see us go down to Bangladesh in our own conditions but that's the level of expectation these boys have built up now because of what they've been able to achieve over the last few years so yeah it was good for the global game as was last night to be honest I'm not sure if you caught any of it but the the woman's ashes yes there in Australia that that was a fascinating finish wasn't it well I had some I've got some questions for you I'm glad you watched it I thought there was some head scratching decisions and actually as I was watching it I was thinking I wonder if Baz is just sitting here going what are they doing you're a, a touring well, when, side when you say when you say watched it I was flicking in between that and Strathalbyn <laughs> but yeah I'd certainly caught some of it well mate how about the fact that England had to chase down I think at one stage they they just needed 14 runs from 15 or 16 balls, and yes, they were collapsing, but then they put the anchor up, and they said, nah, we just want to survive and live another day, and all I could think about was what you were saying when we were in India, and what you would have done, and I thought, and Brad Hodge, I think it was, was in commentary, and he said, this is quite remarkable, and then they started blocking, but then from the Australian point of view, they needed a wicket to win, and it took me glanning about six balls before she put anyone around the bat. It was like, it was very confusing what the tactics were. Yeah, I guess we, we do have to sort of look at, at the uh, women's test creed and say they don't play a whole lot of it as well. So grappling those tactics in the moment when the pressure's on the line is can be quite a difficult sort of thing. So the more that we, uh, the more exposure they get to those moments, I'm sure the more aggression will come out as well. But yeah, it was a little bit. A little bit disappointing to see just the, the slightly more negative tactics. But there, there was a cool picture at the end where all of the fielders were around yes. around the bat and they're trying to trying to bowl to a test win. So that was quite fascinating. And then followed that was obviously the tennis, mate. And I know we've got plenty of tennis to talk um, as we go through through today as well. But that was that was pretty hard to turn off to make sure I got to bed at a at a respectable way. How did you how far into the tennis did you get? Didn't even take it on because I knew I wouldn't be able to cope with it. If I if I got hooked, it would have been hook, line and sinker. And Shannon came to bed just after midnight and she's a big rougher. She was rooting rougher and she thought, she came to bed and she said, oh, I don't think it's good for a rougher. And um, you're right, mate? Yeah, no, no, carry on. And um, she's come to bed and she said, <laughs> I, I don't think this is good for a rougher. And then I woke up this morning, yeah, just before four and checked the phone and the game had just finished, <laughs> and Ruff has pulled off one of the great comebacks in sport. Isn't I don't know if you followed in your holidays the whole the Australian Open situation. Um, it obviously started off turbulent 
Lee with Novak and Radi Ra, but once the Open got going, the Ash Barty story, then the Nadal story, the tennis has just been magnificent. It's been awesome. Yeah, it has. It's been electric, and for you know one of the the big three to to win another um, another major is is pretty significant as well. And I actually heard Nick Kyrgios say at one point um, during the during that tournament, he said that he criticised tennis officials for for. Uh, laying so much at the feet of the big three, and, they, and he mentioned that it's now caught up with them because of the lack of uh, time and investment they've put into the rest of the, the tennis world. It's like, well, surely that's what you should do, shouldn't you? You've got three of the greatest of all time <laughs> operating at one time. Like, Isn't that kind of what you need to do is, is market that top end as well? And then it's up to the rest of them, the chasing pack, to, to step up themselves before they have all of the exposure thrust upon them as well. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it has been fascinating, though. It has Sorry, I, I just sort of I took a bit of a shock because of your choice of words before. Yeah, well, wow. wouldn't be the wouldn't me. wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, three of the yeah, greatest of, of three of the greatest of their generation. I've just noticed what's popped up in front of me, and it's a different cutout picture of Izzy Dag. I can only assume that means live from the pool house. Studio sessions, he's stopped doing Manu's and he might be with us. Izzy, are you there? Guess who's back? Back again. Daggy's back. (laughs) Tell your friends. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Morena! I'm back! Oh, wouldn't be as bad as Izzy without a bit of a delayed start, but I'm back. It's great to be back. How are we, team? Oh, it's good to have you back, Is Crikey. Gee, you got, look like you got a nice sort of refreshed summer tan on. you got a, you know, like a youthful look in your in your eye and really just enjoying being awake at this time of the morning. Welcome, mate. How you been? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've been good. I've been good. I was um, a little bit nervous yesterday. You just know it's your first day, like you're going back to school and Trying to remember how we uh, how we do this, but no, I, I firstly got to say, shot to Louie and everyone really for holding the fort down. It's been uh, a long summer. We finished on the seventeenth of December, Baz. We went on our wee little break and uh, six odd weeks. It's been a great time, but not nah, well done to the team. Thanks for holding the, the fort down. But we're back, man. I had a great summer. Had a good summer with the kids. Family, lots of sun. I went back to Gisborne up in the North Island for three weeks and spent a long time with uh, Daisy's family. Got to see the, the old man. He came up for a couple of days, so that was really cool. And uh, I'll, look, I'll be honest. I probably moved about five metres a day. I sat under an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I went into the chili, uh, to the, to the chiller, <laughs> grabbed a couple of bots. And I sat underneath the umbrella and I just chipped away all summer, getting a tan, having a swim, and mate, it was it was great. I really really enjoyed it. But no, I'm I'm excited to be back, mate. How was your summer? How are you? It was good, bro. I didn't even catch up, I was mate. Talking... Well, I was down in Christchurch, but you know, like your mansion was sort of. It's hard to get into your big mansion <laughs> down there, you know. So, oh, when we come down for the uh, there's two test matches coming up. Against South Africa, yeah. and there's, um, they're going to be both played down there, and there will be a couple of days in between. So, there's a good opportunity for us to be able to spend a bit of time in uh, in Ohoka, maybe at Clearwater. Yeah. But no, it's been good, mate. 
everything's been good. I was just talking to Louie. I totally agree with you. Big thanks to all the team for holding down the fort. I thought Mitch McLennigan and, and Kempi as well, they did fantastic. So thank you to them for uh, for entertaining everyone right throughout the festive period as well. I'm sure we'll hear plenty more from them as this, as the the year goes on too. Louie and all the team, it's been uh, it's been fabulous. So thank you very much. Mate, um, what uh, your family, they, uh, they enjoy mm. having dad... They enjoy having dad sort of around for that whole time, like no grumpiness because he's yeah. not up too early, just plenty of time. <laughs> oh, the last two weeks I've been a bit on edge, I must say. So got a bit of a growling yesterday, but that's okay. That you know wouldn't be a normal week without Daisy telling me off. Um, but that's okay. Um, well, mate, I had a great week. I had a great couple of weeks with with the kids, and it was cool just seeing, um, especially my son. He's just he's, he's going to school in April and. He's just come of age, eh? Like he was up in the North Island. He's quite a shy and timid little young fella, but um, he's been hanging around with all his cousins. And then we come back down here. We've got neighbours. We've got a lot of kids, and just seeing him grow into a, to a little, you know, young young boy and about to trottle off to school. And his his, his words, his communication's better, and just his hand-eye coordination. It's, it's been really cool. Six weeks, and you and you're right. You know, these it's going to be a busy year. Got the you know. Got, got the radio and that's uh, every morning and I love it coming on the on the airways and getting to share with with everyone around the country and and share the airways with you bears it's it's you know it's it's a great opportunity um, but you, you're right you do get a bit tired and, and that, you know, the kids probably get um, you know second second best dad because I'm, I'm always tired after getting up at four thirty I was actually awake at four no actually midnight I got up at twelve oh two and I was like check my alarm oh that's sweet still got another four hours two o'clock. Four o'clock, you know. So when you know that alarm's going off, you're just constantly checking it, checking it, and then trying to think. You know, getting a little bit nervous. But um, nah, it was good, man. It was really good. I'll tell you what, I didn't do bad. <laughs> well, saying that, mate, I'm going to play with Flem after this, so <laughs> it's not bad <laughs> after all, is it? <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, I didn't do bad. I, I didn't punt as much. As I thought I would have, mate. I didn't have a big punt. I even missed um, punting on that on the chosen one. I know we're going to have a chat later on about it. And I just actually watched the replay, and there are some great horses in there to elicit and, and everything. You know, some great, great champion horse, pre to fur. Um, and I didn't even have a punt, mate, all summer. So I had a wee break. How do we break? And so I'm revitalised, mate. I'm, I'm rejuvenated, and I'm ready to rip in some horse chat. Yeah, so that's what I can see just over your left shoulder. A little gold mine sitting out there after Izzy's been off the pump <laughs> for six weeks. Just building. The bank is of, of Izzy Dag is building. <laughs> I'll look forward to plenty of chat, mate. We're going to talk heaps today as well. Obviously a little bit of NFL, some racing. We'll look forward to that. A little bit of cricket later on. I'm sure we'll touch on some tennis very soon. But for now, we'll just take a little break. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Finally, we're back together. We're back on air and we are... Pleased to be back as well. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Izzy back on air. I'm back on SENZ. It's nice to be back with everyone on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Give us a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800 Let us know what. You think about the tennis overnight. Speaking of a little bit of tennis, and we'll get on to Iz for his reply or his 
his take on the tennis soon, but wow, it was a pretty amazing event. And there's going to be some sleepy tennis fans around New Zealand today as Rafael Nadal, he put on one of the all-time comeback performances just a few hours ago. And he has now become the first man to win 21 Grand Slams, coming back from two sets down to win the Australian Open. It's the miracle in Melbourne. Incredible performance from a man who just refused to stop fighting as we've come to see from him right throughout his career. Here's how Rafa, in his own words, got it done. I lost a lot of times here uh, having chances. Uh, sometimes I was a little bit unlucky, so... I just wanted to keep believing till the end. No, I just wanted to, to give me a chance. Uh, and that's what I did. Uh, just fight, just keep uh, belief on, on, on trying to find a, a solution. Of course, I was lucky to save that, that moment. Uh, I have been in that position a couple of times in my career here in Australia. No? And tonight, yeah, have been unforgettable. Uh, I feel very lucky, uh, but at the same time, I I think I I fight it a lot and I work it a lot to try uh, to try to come back to to the tour and to to give myself a chance to keep playing tennis. Med- Medvedev, well, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but even he had his moments throughout this tournament. He he had well nothing but admiration for what uh, what he came up against. I want to congratulate Rafa because what he did today, I was uh, I was amazed. Like uh, especially, I mean, during the match, I tried uh, I tried just to play tennis, but after the match, I just you know asked him uh, like, "Are you tired?" <laughs> because uh, it was insane. I mean, it, I think the level was very high. You raised your level after two sets for the 21st Grand Slam. I mean, I, I, I thought you were going to get tired, and maybe you did just a little, but still won the match. So you're an amazing champion. I think uh, you guys have a good rivalry still. Uh, it's, uh, it's not over yet, but uh, congrats, and uh, was unbelievable. And congrats to your team, of course. Yeah, nicely done. Nicely summed up. Rafael Nadal, the 2022 Australian Open champion, and the first man to 21 Grand Slams. Absolute legend is. Did you watch any of it, mate? Mm. No, I didn't, mate. Too late for me, mate. Too late for me when I'm nervous. I was telling the wife, you said, I was so nervous about coming to work today. But um, no, I've obviously caught up this morning. And just the whole uh, competition, the whole tournament, mate, like started with Novak Djokovic, that bit of a debacle. And look, to be honest, it's going to be hard for him. It's going to be hard for him with all the changes at, at the French Open, with their vaccine uh, mandates and, you know, that uh, Ruff has got ahead of him. 21 first ever and just the classiness of himself, you know, to be able to become, come down from two down to actually get back in this match and, and get the win in the end and just shows uh, what a competitor he is and what an ultimate athlete this guy is. And uh, I love it how he's, he's just, he's probably one of the most humble and, and most modest guys on, on the tennis scene because you, you see quite a few of them and the way they carry on, particularly Novak Djokovic and what he's done leading into this tournament. I actually lost a little of respect for him, eh? Um, I, I, I respect what he's done on the court and how what a type of competitor he is, but the way he's carried on and no one's bigger than the game of tennis. And I think Rafa is is a wonderful ambassador. And um, yeah, it was cool. It's cool to see him get the treats and, and get the record in the end, mate. So uh, well done to Rafa and his team. And 
looking forward to watching it in the future, and particularly Ash Barty as well, mate. We've got to talk about her. I've only first saw Ash Barty winning it for Australia. Um, nah, don't get me started on Kyrgios. Anyway, move on. But um, well done. Well done to Ash <laughs> we'll Barty. We'll talk about Ash Barty later. Ruffin Nadal. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about Ash Barty later. Obviously a good Brisbane Heat girl as well, former cricketer in, uh, in, a, in a past <laughs> life. So she's quite a remarkable story. And I see some of the pictures coming out of Australia with her celebrations too. She really is... Uh, a pin-up girl for Australia's sport at the moment as well. So that will be a good conversation. We'll go a little bit deeper into Rafael Nadal as well as we work our way through the morning. Speaking of working our way through the morning, we've got coming up after a little break, we've got our Love Racing update. And then later on in the hour, how exciting is it going to be to have a quizzy bag <laughs> as well? There's Master. So you'll get your opportunity as the show goes on too. But for now, we're going to get off. To Trudy with the news for Kubota, together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ, 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning, trying out a few new tracks to get us up and about for the new year. 31st of January, Baz and Izzy are back on deck. Lads, it's just good to have you back, isn't it? Just the, It's just the, oh. good, the good vibe, the hawara of the place, Izzy. <laughs> Come on. And your girl, Lydia Ko, she's leading the way. 11 under, she's... Yeah. Through two today, still even, so we'll follow along with that throughout the morning. Um, you've both mentioned pretty early on about your punting or lack of or too much of it over the summer. It's fair to say I've probably done a bit too much as well. Had to put myself in the naughty corner for a week, actually. Um, thoroughbred owners, share the thrill of ownership with your mates. Enter loveracing.nz slash share the thrill for your chance to win a 10% share in a racehorse. T's and C's apply. Bears, you said something interesting earlier on. The chosen one just made sense, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it does now, doesn't it? I mean, when it boomed to the front and then just picked Flair and just put a hole in the rest of the opposition, I thought, how did I miss that? Like, how did I not get the chosen one? It's, it's, what it's, the amount of money that it's earned, it was four lengths off, very elegant. Mm. A very elegant start in that race the other day, it would have been a dollar one. Mm hmm. But somehow I missed it. That sums up my hunting, Louis. That's right it's racing, isn't it? Um, it happens. The, now the chosen it's one. That bad. The chosen one. Hey, Izzy, you, you've got a little affinity for a filly called the, the Perfect Pink, right? Yes. Yep, I do. Now the Dennis Bros, who we're going to speak to Tony a bit later on. Now this is this great South Island stock, and all of their horses, I'm pretty sure, have start with the. They are the the glitzy one or um, the chosen one or the perfect pink. And so they've got perfect pink, and I'm pretty sure the perfect pink's coming back to the races this week, so we'll find out a bit about that and what race she's going to win, and hopefully you can get a slice of the pie. Another couple of performances from the weekend. Thorndon Mile, obviously excellent by the chosen one. Uh, Coventina Bay was huge in behind. Craig Grills tried to pop her off on the bend, and Marley Ston and Sam Weatherly just sent her straight back to the rail. Whack! And Marley Ston was outweighted. That was its seventh start, carrying two kilograms more than the chosen one, Coventina Bay and proper horses, and it ran a very good third. That horse is going to win big races, and for the Weatherleys, they're good people. Congratulations, you got yourself an absolute ripper there. Uh, La Creek, now Simon and Katrina Alexandra, they're from down your way there, Baz, and, and how cool to see that filly boom away. I don't know if you caught that, but she was super, wasn't she? I thought that was the win of the weekend, actually. La Creek absolutely dominated. And again, just a horse which is going places. So. Yeah, well, there's some nice racing, actually, in the weekend, wasn't there? And Lincoln King as well, Louis. 
Obviously, mm. Marshy Quinnell had the uh, wrong cup race there too. So. Wrong cup. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> is he? <laughs> wrong oh. cup. That's oh, right. That we were wrong on Lincoln. Cup, wrong cup, oh. Lincoln. Hey, Lincoln. Wrong oh. cup, mate. You're meant to win the New Zealand you Cup. Forget Wellington. Give me, give me nightmares. And boys, you made me think to my last punt. You made me think to my last two punts. Actually, I want to say thank you to Bears because he actually led me in to an absolute scream of a multi. But I actually, you know how we had a chat, Louis? We had a chat, and you're like, Izzy, Izzy, you've got it. You've got to do it differently. You know, you've got to save it. You've got to go each way. You've got to go each way. So I listened to you, and I followed you. And it won. I followed you, Louis. I went on this, I went on this multi, and I put a three league multi, and I took the first one to win, and then last two to, for a place. Now the, the last two to place was three dollars for a place, five dollars for a place. So good money. I'll take that. All three of them won. The last two things, one one and paid eight bucks and one and one and paid thirteen bucks and I was like always on the nose, never on the tail, <laughs> Daggy. I've done it. I've done it. I couldn't believe it. But oh, hey, you could have retired. You take your wins. I could have. I could have, mate. Also, I also I must say. Oh, yeah, that was that was a great little punt. And then a Boxing Day, mate. Boxing Day. It was a very long time ago, but I took Grayson Gray, Bonnie Lass, Bella on Rouge, and then Parianui Bay oh. for $48. Yeah, <laughs> a wee bit on it. And um, On the Bubbles beat me. And then so okay. what? Did you unload on On the Bubbles in the Karaka Mile? <laughs> <laughs> no. I took... No, I didn't have any more bets. That was me. Two bets and done. Summer. Nice. So, well, yeah, that's my betting for the summer. I'm back, though. I'm back. I'm looking forward to it. That multi you're referring to, actually, that was um, Carolina Reaper, who ran a very good third yesterday yeah. as well. Just got to the front a little bit early with Lee Finnis and then um, just got got uh, got beaten uh, in the last sort of 100. But that was Carolina Reaper and north of, of Havana. So that was the Graham Richardson and, mm. and Rogan Norvell stable Quinella. And that Ali was Ark. Beauty. That filled the pockets. Oh, Ali Ark as well. Sorry, it was Ali Ark. Yeah. Yeah, another one of theirs. Yeah. That ran yesterday too. Didn't win. Just didn't really pop the track, but pretty good run, Louis. Yeah, no, wasn't bad. It was good good to have um Sunday racing at Ellerslie. Again, I I was on the wrong end of a couple, but um that's just the way it goes from time to time. There's plenty of good racing coming up. So the chosen one will head to the Herbie Dyke Stakes, which will have again those Mayors Concert Hall to elicit. They'll be ready to go back over the ground, I think. Uh it's two thousand metres, isn't Herbie Dyke? Um, Royal Performer actually ran a cheeky race yesterday. We're going back to Defend It's race. It rolled Melody Bell in that race last year. So that's not this weekend. The weekend after that, it's a busy time as we head into the championships and all the nice ones in Australia are coming back now. And it's going to be exciting to follow, lads, especially Chris Waller's team, because there's a team that's going to head to the Northern Hemisphere, Nature Strip, Home Affairs, potentially very elegant. Mm. Um, So from now, right and through to the middle of the year before they go away for winter, um, but even in through winter, we're going to have storylines to follow up north. So, yeah, there's plenty going on. BazLoveRacing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. That's where we go to do our f- form sometimes. A lot of time it doesn't work, but we still go there each and every day. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there you go. LoveRacing.nz, hit number one with the boys back in town. <laughs> That's some stable as well, just quietly. Home affairs, very elegant. <laughs> Far out and uh, Nature Strip too. So he's got some serious horses. You also forgot to mention Baz and Izzy's horse, which is in Chris Wallace's stable, <laughs> which cannot be far away, is 
cannot be far away from A being named and B coming into the main part. Just getting ready to hit the know. track. Well, you must have got that update the other day where you said it's coming back. Yeah, I got the update. Yeah, it's looking good. Now. It was actually, yeah, yeah, it's making itself home and, and it's educating itself well. And no, I've, I've really enjoyed the updates, but we've still <laughs> got to name it, mate. Still got to name this horse. Double eight. Double eight, double three, send us through your horse names. You might have come up with something <laughs> magical over the festive period that you can name our horse. So you think out of, what is it, U- Uzaili? How do you say it? Uzaili, yeah. Uzaili. Uzaili, yeah. Send us a name, double eight, double three. Give us a call on the Kennard's High Phone Line, 0800-150. Speaking of the Kennard's High Phone Line, we got coming up next, it's Quizzy Dag. So if you want to take on the Ismaster, I'm back. you could win yourself a $50 bonus bet with a TAB call now. 0800-150811. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies, cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811, now give it a go. Yes, good morning, it's that time of the morning, and yes, I'm back. I'm back from holiday. Summertime has been great, and I hope it's been great for our next callers. Who are here to take on the quiz master? He is master. We got Richie from Upper Hut. Good morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm good. Sounds like you had a good awesome. holiday. I had a great holiday, mate. Did you have a good summer? Yeah, it was good. Been back at work for three weeks, but I will. Nice, brother, nice. Well, I hope you had a good break, mate, with family and loved ones. We'll grip into it, eh? Hope you get a $50 TAB bonus bet. Here we go. Question number one. Who broke the New Zealand 3,000 metres indoor record at the Milrose Milrose Games in New York? New York. Nah, I'm out. Gone. Richie, oh, mate. Ask for, ask for <laughs> Remember, you got to phone a friend, bro. We're back. He's here to you know, help if you. you. Want a little, if you want a little rhyme, I'll, I'll throw it over to my rap master, the bazaar. Okay? <laughs> Next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen for this. This could be good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. We're going to go Tim. Tim and Christchurch. There we go. Good, mate. What a cracker day. What a cracker day, good, Timmy. Tim, good. How are you, bud? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Nice. You confident? Uh, not 100%, but uh, I heard him on the TV last night saying that he was in New York, so I'm thinking it's Nick Willis. Oh. 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 Nah. Nah, it's not <laughs> Nick. It's not Nick, man. Sorry, Tim. Give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line if you want to take on the Quizmaster. 0800 150 811. I know you're out there listening. I know you've got on the Google, so give us a call. Anyway, Zaid. Going to go to Zaid in Auckland. Morning, Zaid. Good morning. How are you, mate? How are you? Yeah, all all good. Uh, We obviously had a pretty good weekend of cricket, didn't we, Baz? The old Brave getting up on the Super Smash and the old um, Colin Munro Scorchers getting up on a Big Bash final. 
Good oh. point. Good point, Zay. The Colin Munro wagon. Are we on the Colin Munro Munro train? Are you on it? You want him in the T20 yeah. team for the World but quickly, Cup? But quickly, man, before we get into the next question, um, you, you, uh, is there any way we can sort out that uh, old Heat team of yours, mate? They're in some tatters, aren't they, again? <laughs> yeah, I love the answer a question with a question. That was outstanding. and Just nail the heat right where it hurts. You know, it breaks my heart every time I watch them, Zade. So thanks Do you for reckon they that need up. a little Baz backwards scoop over, uh, you know, taking Bondi on? Do you reckon they need a bit of Bazza back, you reckon? Hey? Eh? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh. Right, well, well, you got. Come hope, on, come on, Zade. If you, ride, okay? you want a hand, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who what, broke what, New Zealand 3,000 metres indoor record at Milrose Games in New York? Where's Milrose? What sport is it? Running. Running. <laughs> can, you, can you help me out, Who Baz? Broke I don't New know. Zealand running. Yeah. Audi. Audi so, Emish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forty. Remish is my clue. <laughs> can you get that? So it rhymes with Bordy and rhymes with Remish. Starts Remish? with a, has a G at the start. <laughs> Dave? No, I don't know. Don't really know many runners other than Nick Willis. Oh, good effort, yep. Zade. Yeah, question number two. Question number two. Who? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Sorry, but it was... It's game over. It's game over. Master has won. Because Masters won, because, well, everyone's still on holiday. Everyone's still on holiday. We've got Tim from Christchurch. He's back for round two. He's definitely Googled it now. Tim, <laughs> yes. uh, it's good Hawks Bay boy, Jordy Beamish. <laughs> yes. I went to school with the Beamishes, mate, and I oh, yeah. could run those boys, I tell you. Yeah, but it's fun. Here we go. Question number two, bud. Who won the AFC Championship last year in the NFL? Uh, the AFC. Um, is, uh, can I find a friend? Like, I know that Tampa won one side of it, but... No, it, it rhymes with <laughs> Ranzis. <laughs> Bitty Beefs. <laughs> Oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, hey, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. I got that one, Tim. Wouldn't read about it. That's enough, Tim. Tim, that's enough. That's enough. That's yeah, enough. Fair no enough, more fair enough. help. No more help. Here we go. Question number three. Who won this year's edition of the Black Clash? Uh, rugby. Hey, oh, up the team, rugby. Days. How good was it seeing <laughs> Skip, mate? He was outstanding. So good. So good. Anyway, question number four. Who has won the most Grand Slam tennis titles overall? Uh, is it men's and women? Out of everyone, yep. yeah. Um, I think it's Margaret Court. It is Margaret Court. Well done. <laughs> Question number five, mate, to take it home. How many years ago did Peter Snell break the world mile record in Whanganui? Uh, far out. Um, no, I'm struggling with that. Um, Peter, now, 40. It's not 50 and it's not 70. 
<laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, you're out. Murray, Murray, quickly, Murray, quickly, get it. Murray. Maza. Maza, Maza, Maza. How many years 60. ago did Peter yep. Snell break the world wild record? Yes! 60. There you go. Yeah, mate. Oh, well done. Because you did. Well done. It's all yours. <laughs> Congratulations. Back to you, Baz. Outstanding is. Thank you very much. That was Quizzy Dag brought to you by Ashley and Martin. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. It's 6.53 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yes, it is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. We're back after our summer holiday. Izzy and Ahoka and myself up here. In Matamata, we've got plenty more coming up on the show. After the news, we've got Michael J. Duarte out of America chatting some NFL. We've got Tony Dennis. Looking forward to talking to him about the Chosen One success a little bit later on in the show. And then Tim Seifert, the Northern Brave, got the job done in the men's T20 competition here in New Zealand. We'll talk plenty more racing, plenty of cricket, and we'll get on to other subjects as well. But looking forward to that. We've got a quick text here from Mark. Morning, boys. Welcome back. Talking about the Chosen One. His jockey, Matty Cameron, has a great riding style unique to him, I've noticed. When he's riding other horses well, he gets his horse into the clear, puts his head down and just goes for it. I love it. He always tries. Mark, we love that in a jockey, don't we? Especially when they get us all paid. So, yeah, Matty Cameron, after his little spell, he had a little little bit of time out from riding. He's back and he's riding absolutely outstanding, as is Craig Grills to the jockey rank, starting to improve, along with Owen Patrick Bosson, who, well, he always gets us paid. Right, we are off now to... The news with Trudy. I'm craving a McCafe about now. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Lizzie for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday the 31st of January and we are back after our long break over summer. We've had a good break, but we are revitalised, we're rejuvenated and we're ready to rip into some sport chat. Great to be back with the team, Louie, Joe and the wonderful Trudy. Wonderful, Trudy. Great to hear your voice, Trudy. I know we're going to miss you here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. And I know everyone out there will miss you too. Um, but anyway, we've got a good show coming up in the next couple of hours. We're going to talk some NFL very, very shortly to our man over in the United States, Mike, Michael J. Duarte. We're going to talk about the NFL. Chiefs versus Bengals, Rams versus 49ers. All the speculation about the GOAT. Is he the GOAT? Tom Brady retiring. Is he retiring? He hasn't actually said it himself. Everyone is speculating, so looking forward to chatting to him. And then we've got Tony Dennis. He owns the Chosen One, and he'll be up and about after winning the Group 1 Thorndon Mile. He also has a wee dabble in the perfect pink, and we know the perfect pink got Daggy paid last year at the Christchurch Cup week. So looking forward to chatting to him about those two champion horses. And then we're going to chat to Tim Seifert. Indy winning the Super Smash. Has Mitchell Santner done enough to get back into the Black Caps? Looking forward to chatting to Timmy Sightfoot as they took down Canterbury to take out the Super Smash. And then our News S Monday morning health check. We're going to chat to Dominic Bowden after his big summer. Big, big summer. He got engaged. He's a good man, old Don Bowden. If you don't know who I'm on about, he's actually the guy that was New Zealand Idol presenter. He's a good bloke. Very, very good boy. He's really into his um, into his health. He's always into that uh, Wim Hof, you know, when you jump in those cold things and 
do all those things. So looking forward to chatting to him. Make sure you give us a text anytime on the text line, double eight double three, or call us on the Kenna Tire phone line, 0800 150 811, because we want to hear from you. We want to talk to you, okay? We want to hear from you. It's been a big summer, and I want to hear your voices. Anyway, I've got a coffee coming to be delivered for my son and my beautiful wife. We'll get into that shortly. But anyway, now it's time to talk some NFL. We've found some... We've seen some incredible matchups this postseason in the NFL, and it's set to continue today with the conference finals. The Chiefs play the Bengals at Arrowhead this morning, followed by a blockbuster West Coast matchup as the Rams 49ers face off in LA. To get a true understanding of what's at stake, we thought we'd head to the City of Angels to catch up with our guy, NBC reporter Michael Durate. How are you going, mate? Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, guys, and if this is how you guys are starting, I think it's a great way to start. Plus, for me, I'm a little bit ahead of you. I <laughs> stayed up to watch that amazing Australian Open final between Nadal oh. and Medvedev, and uh, we've got the Lakers tipping off here any minute uh, in Atlanta, and then uh, we got the Chiefs-Bengals, like you said, and Rams-49ers will play out here in front of me in SoFi uh, in a, you know, later this afternoon, so it's going to be a great day for sports, right? Yeah, it's been a great couple of days for sports, and as sports fans, we love it. But this is what it's all about, particularly after last weekend. The postseason for the NFL has been right up and about. Didn't pick the Rams going to Tampa and taking out, taking down, and maybe, maybe making Tom Brady retire. We don't know. But anyway, mate, what's your thoughts? Did you pick that last week, the Bucks last week? How were you feeling after the LA Rams got up and did it pretty convincingly, to be honest? Yeah, to be honest with you, when the Rams defeated the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC wildcard game mm. and, and we saw the 49ers beat the Cowboys, I actually said this this could be perfect for the Rams. It means instead of going to frozen tundra Green Bay where it would have been negative one degrees or something like that, they would head to Tampa Bay where I believe they had the perfect formula to beat Tom Brady. And What I mm. mean by the perfect formula is you have Aaron Donald arguably one of the greatest defensive players of our generation. You have Vaughn Miller, uh, a future Hall of Famer, former you know, defensive player who can, who can get to the quarterback. You have Leonard Floyd, Greg Gaines. So you have the formula, which is get to Tom Brady without needing to blitz him, uh, and then you can kind of stay back in coverage uh, and not let Tom Brady pick you apart. And I knew they had that formula to do it, and I knew they had the offensive talent to match uh, the Bucks on offense, mm. and the Bucks don't quite have the defense uh, that they did to win the Super Bowl a year ago. So I thought that would happen. Now, did I think they would force Tom Brady into retirement potentially? No. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see once the dust settles. Uh, you know, it's like that scene in Chinatown uh, where she says, yeah. my sister, my daughter, is he retired? Is he not retired? I think knowing the people that are breaking this news and the sources that I do and I trust, I think this might be an issue yeah. of Tom Brady is leaning towards retirement. Everyone knows he is. Uh, but he wants to be able to announce it himself in his own way, knowing yeah. TV 12 the way we do. So this could just be a uh, wait until Tom can do it his way kind of thing. But my whole thing when I saw him play live, that man still has it. If you saw that last touchdown pass to Mike Evans uh, that brought that game to a one-score game. If you can still play football yeah. like that, I think he mm. led the league in every passing category in the NFL this year. Why would you retire when you have those gifts and skills? I think the answer, Ryan, is with, yeah. with Giselle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Michael, you just mentioned about Tom Brady and how he'd like to announce it himself. How would that be, do you think? Do you think you'll be a big fanfare guy? Do you think you'll 
it'll, it obviously will hold a press conference, but what, how, how does that retirement announcement look to you? Yeah, he's not a big fanfare guy because he could have done, you know, what Ben Roethlisberger did and had like a half farewell tour announced in the middle of the season. He could have done what Kobe did, had a farewell tour, you know. Uh, he said on his radio show recently he would not do that. He didn't want fanfare. He didn't want to go into every stadium and be a distraction. He would just kind of like slip out the back door and fade into the sunset. But as far as telling people that he is going to be retired, we know how he is. He wants a career post-game in television, potentially uh, uh, doing commercials. We know his TB12 method. He really wants to push that as far as how athletes should stay in shape and prolong their career. So something tells me he wanted to be able to do this in his terms. I don't necessarily think a press conference, but I think it would follow up with a press conference. But he has this television show right now on ESPN Plus and Hulu. It's called The Man in the Arena. If you guys have the ability to watch it there where you are, I definitely recommend it. There were supposed to be 10 episodes. That 10th episode was supposed to come out about a week and a half ago. So far, it hasn't. and We're being told it was delayed. Something tells me maybe in that episode, he wants to be able to announce this so that the world gets it at the same time via television streaming. But we'll see. Yeah, it's the news that everyone everyone wants to know. And, uh, well, it got leaked yesterday, which I thought was... I actually jumped at it. It was like clickbait. I jumped at it. I was like, man, he's retiring, but he hasn't actually announced it himself. So looking forward to... Or just waiting to see what happens over the next couple of days. Hey, um, quickly, just talk about Stafford. I want to talk about Stafford. Um, you know, when when you, when Jared Goff got traded and Stafford came from the Detroit Lions, I was a bit a bit wary. You know, just didn't really see the full potential of of Stafford when he went to uh, when he was at the Detroit Lions. But have you been very impressed with how he's been able to just win over his team? You can see how much love his team has for him, and and in big moments he's actually stood up where Jared Goff. You know, actually kind of fell away in, in previous years. Have you been pretty impressed with how Stafford's been going and, and the Rams and his connections with OBJ as well? Tell us about that. Yeah, great question. I'm not sure if that's bad or is he, but that's a great question, and especially because today is the actual one-year anniversary from the day the Rams uh, announced that they had acquired Matthew Stafford in the trade that sent Jared Goff to Detroit. And so you talked about yeah. that. A lot of people were the same way. You're going to trade away the mm. guy that you traded four first-round picks for and Jared Goff and more first-round picks to get a guy that's never won a playoff game, to get a guy that yeah. seems to wilt in the big moments and the big games and has never proven himself on the big, biggest and greatest stage. But you know what? Sean McVay, who was actually vacationing with Matthew Stafford down in, uh, in Mexico in Cabo at the time, uh, this trade went down. He must have seen something in Cabo or on the film that made him realize what he couldn't <laughs> see, which is, Put this guy under his system, with his play calls, with our receiving core around him, with our defense behind him, and he can do things he's never done in his entire career, and that must have been what they saw, and they must have been 100% correct and had that foresight uh, that we didn't because Matthew Stafford has been great in his time in L.A. When the Rams started the season 7-1 and one through the first eight games, everybody thought Matthew Stafford was the early MVP favorite. Then, of course, he had a little mm -hmm. bit of bump, as the Rams did as a whole. They lost three straight games, and – and largely, they lost those games because of Matthew Stafford. He had uh, three consecutive games with a pick six. He led the league in, in pick sixes this year. Uh, I think he had 17 interceptions, which was one of the highest marks for any quarterback in the league this year. So those things were questioned. But once we got into the playoffs, all of the doubters had to weigh by the wayside because Matthew Stafford just continued to check box. 
He beat teams that were five games over 100. He beat teams with winning records. And he goes into the playoffs and he just beats up the Cardinals. And then he beats the GOAT mm. in Tom Brady. Uh, and he does I it on his it. own in the final seconds with mm. all the pressure on him with two big plays the Cooper Cup, including the game uh, stealing play, catch and throw and catch with the blitz in his face to get that game-winning field goal. So Matthew Stafford has proved the doubters wrong. He now has zero interceptions so far in this playoff. If he continues to play mistake-free football, Mm. especially against that tough defense of the 49ers, uh, I think you're going to hear the words Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl quarterback, (laughs) potential Super Bowl (laughs) winner, or potential even Super Bowl MVP uh, in the next few weeks here pretty soon. Yeah, man, I've been very, very impressed with Matt Stafford and particularly Odell Beckham Jr. coming back and injury-free um, doing the things that Odell has been able to do over the last couple of years. We'll touch on the other game, mate. I watched uh, the playoff game, Kansas City uh, versus the Bills, Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes going at it right to the death, going to overtime. But how do you see, did you pick the Bengals actually having the season and pushing to the playoffs and potentially pushing for a Super Bowl uh, entry? Did you pick them? The Bengals? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, great Joe question. Burrows, no way. <laughs> great question, guy, Joey B. Uh, to, to answer the first question, uh, well, quickly about Odell Beckham Jr., he's about to be a father any day now. And I think this perspective mm. of becoming a father has really matured him a little bit in his time here, uh, as does playing with your friends, Vaughn Miller, uh, Jalen Ramsey. These yeah. guys are very, very close friends of his that he works out with in the offseason. And now he's had time to develop that connection with Matthew Stafford. He's had less pressure of, uh, of being on a team that's losing uh, and, and the questions of, you know, you're so talented, what are you doing? To now it's, he's one guy and amongst a collection of guys, the team is winning, and now he's able to showcase what he can do as far as those toe touches and those one-handed grabs. So that connection's strong, and he's definitely going to be needed against the Niners uh, later today. So to answer your next question, though, I, for, for you Kiwis out there, if you watch that, that, that Bengals and Bills game, how can you not fall in love with American mm. football? That's one of the greatest games I've ever seen. <laughs> and no, I didn't pick the Bengals to go this far. I didn't even pick the Bengals to beat the Titans. I thought the Titans would win that game. So I think if you're the yeah. Bengals, and by the way, their head coach is Zach Taylor. He's the former Rams quarterback's coach. He's a protege of Sean McVay, and he's doing just a tremendous mm. job with Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense. I mean, he's taking these Bengals further than, than they really ever have before. I think they have six franchise playoff wins in their entire franchise, in the entire history of the Bengals, six playoff wins. They've never won a Super Bowl. And the Patrick Mahomes has seven by himself as a member of the Chiefs. So just that's a preview coming into this game. I believe they're playing with house money, but they did beat the Chiefs back in week 17, ending that long Chiefs winning streak they had. And they did it with a very interesting mm. game plan. The game plan of the Bengals was to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, not do what the Bills did, which is score early, leave time on the clock, and let them go down even with 13 seconds and and potentially tie the game or win the game. The Bengals' strategy is get the ball away from him as long as possible. Uh, And the Bengals trailed in that game, that Week 17 game I just mentioned, by 14 points three different times, and they had to come back. I have a feeling they're not going to be able to do it today, uh, later today when we watch mm. that game. I think if the Chiefs go up big, they're not going to let that lead up. And I don't know if that strategy of keeping the ball away from Patrick Mahomes is going to work. But you just have to be impressed with what they did, and you just have to realize what a really good quarterback can do for any of these teams. You wonder why these teams trade the future to go draft a quarterback in the first round of the first overall in these NFL drafts. 
you're seeing why with what Joe Burrow is doing with the Bengals, taking them places they've never been before. So uh, they're definitely a team up on the rise. And as long as Joe Burrow is there and healthy, we're going to see lots mm. of videos of him smoking cigars and celebrating. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, Michael, before we let you go, mate, we really appreciate you jumping on Bears and Izzy for breakfast. You, you mentioned at the top of, uh, of the interview about how you watched the Australian Open. What did, what did you make of the Australian Open? I know we're not talking NFL with you here, but what did you make of the Australian Open? And, and, and also, Nick Kyrgios. What's your take on Nick Kyrgios as, a, uh, as an American? Yeah, very interesting question. All, yeah, very interesting all around. So first of all, you know, the Australian Open started with a bang, but not because of anything going on the court, but because of um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the Joker, Novak Djokovic, what was going off the court. And everybody was talking about, you know, this is his Novak chance Djokovic. to become the alt, yeah, to become the all-time Grand Slam champion in history, more Grand Slams than anybody let him play, and all of the argument was going back and forth. But nobody was talking about Rafa Nadal, a guy who also had an opportunity if he made a good run in the tournament to become the all-time winner for Grand Slams in the Open. And uh, I, I imagine he probably took that personally. I imagine he was tired of hearing the name Novak Djokovic, you know, saying we all have to play by the same rules and, and get vaccinated and keep everybody safe down there in, in Australia. And so he was fine with that and, and wanted to go out and prove himself. So watching the final today, Medvedev, who you know, was the favorite after beating Djokovic at the U.S. Open uh, at the end of 2021, I thought he would win that easily, especially when he went up the first two sets. But wow, what a comeback and what a fifth set uh, uh, to win it. And, and a very long time. I thought I'd be in bed a long time ago, but uh, uh, way before that. But you know, that, was a, that was an epic final, uh, a great tournament. And now I think we can turn our eyes to football for the rest of the afternoon. American football, that is. <laughs> oh, beautiful. All right, well, thank you very much, mate, for joining us. We really appreciate you joining us here on Bears and Izzy for breakfast and giving us the uh, outstanding summation of all things in NFL. And uh, thanks, thanks heaps for joining us, mate. Oh, thanks, you guys know me. I love you guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Legend. Uh, champion Legend. Michael J. Dewat, the absolute champion out of Western Los Angeles, California. Is he? You, you love NFL, don't you? Well, you watch a lot of NFL. I love NFL. I, I, no, I, I, bro, I, the thing I wanted to say, because if the Rams make it, the, the Super Bowl's in LA. Super Bowl's in LA. So, like, it's just all the pieces are falling together. And they'll be tough to beat. If they get up today, it's going to be hard. They're up against 49ers, and 49ers have been there, Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, and things like that. So, but yeah, it's, things are falling in place. I do, I do love it. It's a great game. It's very technical, very technical game. Once you get to understand what's going on, I am here wearing a Raiders um, t-shirt, but I don't support them. I don't support them at all. I'm Carolina Panthers, and they're pretty, pretty yuck actually. So, um, who am I going to go for? I like Patty Mahomes. I got a, I got a, I got a Tyreek Hill um, shirt in there from when I went to Super Bowl a couple of years ago. It's Kansas City Chiefs v Forty Niners, but nah. It's good, it's good, man. I really enjoy it. I'm trying to get my TV working, sure. but my internet's gone out, so mustn't have paid the bill. I wonder if Hutchie will let us do Baz and Izzy for breakfast at the Super Bowl one time. Imagine that. Oh, imagine that. that wouldn't <laughs> get Michael J on. <laughs> get Michael J. Well, he could just do the show. We'll just go to the Super Bowl. He can do the show <laughs> for us instead. <laughs> it's good to chat to him. I probably didn't get the question about. Uh, Nick Kyrgios quite right. What I was trying to say, from an American point of view, what's your take on Nick Kyrgios? Because I reckon they might quite like him. I reckon he's quite edgy and they mm. like him. 
No, I think he's polarising down in this part of the world, but I think they might quite like him. He's still bringing, he's putting bums on seats, isn't he? Anyway, well, let's talk a, bit, a little bit more tennis shortly as well. Let us know your thoughts, double eight, double three, on what you witnessed last night, if you watched it, with the uh, outstanding Rafael Nadal claiming the 21st Grand Slam victory of his career to go top of the tree. We'll give us a call on the Kennard's High line, phone line 0800 You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 26 minutes past seven here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 Let us know maybe your thoughts on Rafael Nadal's 21st Grand Slam victory last night in an absolute thriller, five-set thriller. Two sets down, and he needed to call on all the resolve that champions do, and he got the job done, beat Medvedev, mm. who looks like he's going to be pretty dominant over the next little while as well. Maybe just another name that's added to all those very good tennis ranks that they're currently operating. Just uh, the Nick Kyrgios. I, I want to talk about Nick Kyrgios. Because I, I don't know whether, I don't know where I have him in my... Do I like him? Do I not like him? <laughs> do I like watching him? Do I not like watching him? And I think that's kind of, I feel like he's a real polarizing type of figure. And I mean, he, I know they won the doubles and that, but he just seems to, he raises headlines and not always for the right, the right things. But do you think he's good for tennis? What, what, what's your take on it? <clears throat> do I think he's good for tennis? Look, you think of the the greatest athletes in in the world going around, and, and there's many of them, plenty of them out there. Some of the the ones that are that are the most recognisable, the ones that are the probably the most um, I don't know, the most looked at kind of athletes are the ones that have a different persona or bring something a little bit different. And you spoke about it before. You, people that put bums on seats, people want to go to an arena. And, and look, I don't look, for me can't stand it absolutely hate arrogant people and the way he carries on on the field i'll be honest i can't stand it but then you look on the other side and advertising marketing he is going to put bums on seats because you do not know what's going to come out of his mouth what's he's going to do on the court what kind of reactions you're going to get from him and look hate him or love him he puts bums on seats um but yeah i'm not a fan but many many people out there and you heard michael venus um, talk about it in, in that clash, and that was pretty atrocious what went on there. But he hasn't been able to reach his full potential because of what he, what he's, you know, because of what ca- carries on on the court and, and what he's been able to do on the court. So, um, yeah, what, what's your take, mate? I, I can't stand him, but what's your take? Yeah, well, I don't know. This this kind of my question. Like, I think he really mm. irritates me, but at the same time, I. I have to watch him if that makes sense, and I think that's almost the appeal yep. of of Nick Kyrgios. He just he lures you in, and then for one moment mm. I'm sitting there going, "Oh, maybe he's all right. Maybe he's actually not a bad dude." And then he smacks a ball <laughs> into a, into a, into a little <laughs> girl's face in the in the crowd, and I think this guy's just an absolute plonker. So I don't really know, but I guess mm. you know for tennis he does drag people in. There's no doubt, unquestionably, he's an outstanding tennis player. But I've got to yeah, I've got to side with. Has he reached yeah, his full potential? My McCafe dropped he? off, by the way, by Tana. Tana's just dropped off a little McCafe to me. Thank you, Tana. Ah, very kind, brother. Lucky for some. <laughs> yours will be yours will be there very soon, no doubt. Is look at that, mate, on the screen. For yeah, you. but yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like he's Nick Kyrgios. He's he's just someone you have to watch, and I think tennis kind of needs him. 
whether you love them or you hate them, you've got to watch them. And and those sort of athletes, like everyone needs a villain as well in sport, right? You can't all just have good guys everywhere. You've got to have some sort of villain somewhere. And I think he might be that kind of person. So I don't know. You, you guys have we seen the best what, of him? What you think on Nick Curry? Yes, have we have we seen the best of him? Well, has he got more to give? If if he actually puts his head down, can he become a Grand Slam champion? That's what I want to know. Can, can he get the treatment? We know he's done in the doubles, but singles, has he got the willpower and the drive to actually pull through and, and pull off a Grand Slam? I think he's got the talent. Whether he's got the mm. poise under pressure, which those greats have, right? Whether he's got the poise under pressure and the composure to, to pull the right rein when the game's on the line and whether and when that big, that big moment arises, that's, that's the thing I'm not sure about. Talent-wise. He throws his toys, eh? Throws his toys. Yeah. Two sets down, mate. He would have been gone in the change rooms about another 20 minutes if that was him last night. Yeah, well, that's that's my gut feel too. I don't reckon he, like, he's only mm. a try when things are going good. Maybe that's a little bit, maybe yeah. that's a bit harsh. We might have to get Nick Kyrgios on the show. And <laughs> those questions. What would you do when you're two sets down? You throw your toys and you storm off or would you actually fight? <laughs> Stand there and fight like a champion. 7.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to shoot off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, it is 26 and a half away from 8 a.m. Baz and Izzy for breakfast are back in town. There's a good text here. Keep your text coming on the tennis. Rough on Adele. What we watched last night, boys, that was special. I didn't watch it because I was in the cot. Readying myself for the return of Maz and Izzy, but um, I'm sure there'll be lots of sleepy Kiwis out there. It is Auckland Anniversary Day today. I actually managed, I, f- I completely forgot. Real New Zealand keeps on ticking, you see, so it's hard to remember these things. Hey, um, Lydia, Lydia Co is in the action, your mate Izzy, and she is hanging in there. Danielle Kang on the charge. She's two under for the fourth round. They're both sitting at 11 under through six Come holes on, at the moment. Come on, Lids. Get her homers. In the meantime, let's smash out and get through a choices flooring poll. Yeah, choices flooring. Asta with us. See your floor change in an instant with room view. And boys, I want to ask you about amazing accomplishments today. And I want you to have your choice. You can go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Twitter and have your choice or text double eight double three. Which accomplishment to you is the most astounding? And I'm going to start with Nick Willis, who has run 20 years of sub-four-minute miles. He did this yesterday in, in America. This is a quite incredible. 20 years. So once a year, he has gone under the four-minute mile, which, I mean, it's hard to get your head around. So an accomplishment, that's pretty special. Is it Rafa Nadal hitting 21 grand slams and doing it, coming back from two sets to love down? I think the first person in the open era to ever do that at the Australian Open. Is it Ash Barty? who joins a club that involves Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Serena Williams, to be the only active player that has a Grand Slam on all three surfaces, grass, hard or clay? Or is it the Wellington Blaze, who went 11 from 11 and completed the perfect Super Smash season this year, didn't even drop a game? Nick Willis, Rafael Nadal, (laughs) Ash Barty, the Wellington Blaze. Which accomplishment is the most astounding? That's my choices for him, Paul. We'll lob it to you first, Is. It's probably your best ever, Louis. I'm going to say it. It's probably your 
best ever choices poll, mate. That is tough. That is tough because I was thinking accomplishments. Yeah, it's okay. So ones and blaze, great accomplishment. But I want to see them doing that for a lot. Like they obviously won 11 from 11, so they have, have the perfect season. But see how they go next year, next year. Like these other ones, they've been able to do it for long periods of time, many, many years. So it's out of those three. Nick Willis, Rafa Nadal, Ash Barty. Um, oh, frick. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll probably go Rafa. I'll go Rafa, mate. I'll go Rafa. Uh, been a huge Rafa fan. He's been a great advocate, a great ambassador for tennis for many, many years. And just to see him become the first ever to get 21, it's probably going to get. Um, you know, if Novak can sort himself out, Novak's can sort himself out. He'll 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 get there. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go Rafa for me. What about you, Baz? Oh, I can't believe that the um, dominance of Team Rugby and the Black Clash didn't make that list. Actually, I thought yeah, that, would, <laughs> that would that would be a lay down mazier if that one popped in. <laughs> Dollar ten. Dominance of the. It's too unfair, Baz. Would have ruined the poll. Tell you what. Yeah, it's too unfair. Team no. was. <laughs> We're going to talk Lemo about was that a bit well. weary last week. Heck of an event. Oh, no. Heck of an event. No, mate. Um, mm. Yeah, I tend to agree with you is that I think like, dominance over a long period of time, That's I, I mm. believe longevity is a real mark of of some of the greats or the great performances in, in time, and, and that's why you like, look at people's careers. If they've been able to do it for so long. 20 years being able to run sub-four-minute miles is a remarkable feat. <sighs> Yeah. When you think of history as well, how long it took people to run the four minute mile to initially break the four minute mile and, and now Nick Willis has done it twenty years on the reel. That's a pretty remarkable achievement. But then I guess you look at like he's competing against himself there, right? And the clock. Whereas Rafa and Ash Barty, they're competing against everyone else around the globe as well. So that's why it's a good poll. I agree. This is a good poll from you. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Double eight, double three, and you've got your opportunity as well. But this maybe get on and talk to us a little bit about this. I think this is a good one. Um, I'm going to go with Rafa and Adele. That's what I'm going with. That's my little two cents. Mm. And is your Beauty. a little bit torn? <laughs> no, we Rafa. All right. Oh, well, we've got coming well, up. You... We've got coming up. We've got a little bit of Tony Dennis. We're going to talk some racing. We're going to talk the chosen one. The Dennis family, absolute legends of New Zealand racing down there in the lower South Island. So we've got him coming up very soon. Look forward to chatting to him. It is 7.38 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And it is a great savings every day with our Chemist Warehouse friends. 7.43 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. On SENZ, we are back from our six-week summer holiday. How good was that? Big thank you to the team. Been looking after... All things here. Louis, you've done a stellar job as well, holding the fort. Plenty of adulation coming through on the text line as well. Double eight, double three from not just Shannon, but all, also all the other fans out there as well in, in uh, support of the amazing job you did, Louis. Uh, just joking, mate. You did a fabulous job. And, uh, and also did Tony Kemp and Mitch McLennigan as well. So well done to, uh, to all of you guys. And thanks heaps while we did our best imitation of punting, drinking, Kind of Kiwis. That's what we did. We had a good time. But it's nice to be back. And what was uh, a really cool thing in the weekend was the chosen one. What an outstanding horse he's been for the Dennis family. And, well, he finally, finally got his Group 1 success in the Thornton Mile.
The chosen one, Hardick's coming quickly. Marty Stom starting to get up and pre-defer. And behind these, further away to Elicit. Hardick, the chosen one's in for the fight here. The chosen one on the outside, Hardick and Marty Stom trying to come through. Oh, but he's put him away in a few big bounds. And the chosen one, brilliant in the finish. Mm, he was brilliant. Absolutely dominant in the finish as well. And all those that got a hold of him. Well, I didn't. I cannot believe it. It was the bit of the day, if we look back on it now. Just such a special horse who who was not too far away from the, the very, very good, very elegant as well. And if very elegant was running around in that race, it would have been about a dollar ten the other day. But no, it was the chosen one, and he's got a huge campaign, hopefully, in front of him. We joined from the bottom of the South Island by a little bit of racing royalty. Another one of the Dennis brothers is Tony Dennis, who is on the line with us now. It's very good morning to you, Tony. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's great to have you on the show, Tony. We really appreciate it here on Baz Nizzy for breakfast, mate. Just tell us how, how special was that win of the Chosen One on the weekend? Well, it's pretty special. You know, over three years, been running in the top company. You know, he wanted to set black group three to the second start. And, you know, as a three-year-old, and here we are as a six-year-old getting the group one. You know, it's, it, all group ones are hard to get and it's special whenever you get them here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and what would what would the plan now for the chosen one being be? He's now got his group one, obviously, and he is still a yeah. stallion, but he's a six year old now. So you'd think that might yeah. be a little bit out of his reach. But what's the plans for him? Well, he's going on to the Herbie Dyke in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll plan after that um, whether he goes to Australia. I think. Well, what happens? Um, yeah, it's it's not as easy for the trainers to send horses to Australia. They can't send staff over now. The leecher has travelled everywhere with her, with them until the, the the spring this year. If she couldn't get there, and um, she's she's been such, just an integral part of um, with with the horse when it travels. And as you saw, she was down at Wellington the other day, and um, she I think. You know, that will be in the back of their minds going to Australia. But the, if they go to Sydney, he's got, Murray's got a son over there, so things could be quite good over there. But, um, yeah, at this stage, you'll run the Herbie Dyke and we'll plan from there. Um, the end of the season, I think, we'll be looking to go to start find it we'll look for somewhere to stand him. Um, yeah, just whether it be Australia or New Zealand, I, I don't know, but we'll see what's, what's available for him here. Oh, thanks yeah. very much, Tony. It's Izzy Dag here, mate. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for those little insights. Maybe going yeah. to start into the season, mate. Tell us, were you pretty impressed with with the chosen one when it's you know this last campaign over in Australia? I was pretty um pretty proud watching the chosen one, particularly in the Melbourne Cup. The effort yeah. that's been able to put in in Australia. Were you pretty proud of being over yeah. here and watching the horse do its thing? And has it got another cup in it? Oh yeah, I, I don't think it'll run again in the Melbourne. Well, if he goes to start, he won't run in, in the Melbourne Cup, but the Sydney Cup's there, mm. and he ran second in that in a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, it's 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 still um, there for us if we want to run in it in the in the um, Easter time. So, yeah, that's the mm. one that probably be aiming at. Um, he can handle tracks mainly, though he's not too bad on the wettish tracks, and yeah, but. Yeah, he handles um, good tricks too, but um, 
no, he's, it's a, he's such a, he's died so sound all his life for a stallion. It's just amazing, you know, he's an amazing, durable horse. You know, to get a horse to run in three Melbourne Cups, it's like, one's hard enough, but three, and then, you know, yeah. three, you know, we're running three, three Melbourne Cups and three Caulfield Cups. I think he's had two Derbies, he's two Sydney Cups, I think three for Herbert yeah. Powers. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> No, which, a lot of people say that the um, New Zealand one is not is certainly not as strong as over in Australia, but the horse did run first up in the fan this year in the spring. He ran, he, 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 he ran third to a super storm, and oh, I can't remember the second horse, but he was only a head and a neck away, I think, and, and he came five wide, and he carried 59. So um, mm. he might have been thrown in the weights on Saturday, but he sure was, and it was a great... Yeah, great place to start him off, but I think he would might have still won even if he had the extra weight anyway. I'm sure he would have. He's carried mm, weights before. Yeah. He won. He won first up in in Melbourne, uh, not this season, but last season, carrying 61, and that was 1700. And you know, so you know, winning first up at 61, he's been a very good for horse, fresh up always. So that's why they planned that one to the other day. Yeah. So, oh, they did. Yeah. They pulled it off. It was superb. Hey, yeah. talk to us a little bit um, before we let you go, Tony. Um, just talk to us a little bit about the perfect pink. Is that also one uh, one of one of your Thank family's you. uh, horses? Thank and you. is she gonna is she gonna win the Oaks? She's um, she. Yeah, we own half her. We bred half her with Tony Ryan. Um, and we still own half her. Um, she's racing on Wednesday. Oh, I can't guineas. I think she's lining up against the Colts to see how we go against them. She's still in the derby. Um, there's a possibility I think she could run in the derby. Still, so it's still up in the year whether she, yeah, the derby's worth twice as much as the uh, Oaks. And, but anyway, at this stage, she's running on um, Wednesday. And, um, you know, there's a few good ones in there, but. We'll see how we I'm measure on. up. And... <laughs> I'm on, Tony. I'll be on the perfect pink, mate. I love her. Love her. Yeah, well. She did me well. You know, Looked after the pink. Yeah. 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 It's, it's sort of uh, people like to know a bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Um, you know what the perfect pink is? Yeah. It's, a di- it's the most valuable diamond in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a, that's my call. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So we didn't we didn't work that one well, out. Tony Ryder's daughters worked that one out, not us. Oh brilliant. Well we're gonna let you go, Tony, but we really, really appreciate um you joining us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast and we know the chosen one's such a special horse to a lot of people and your family's been amazing what you've been able to do for racing over many decades down there in, uh, in the lower South Island as well. And we wish you all the best with the chosen one and also the perfect pink uh, this week yeah, too. So yeah. thanks heaps for joining us, mate. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for England and enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye. Okay. The man, that is Tony Dennis talking the chosen one. The perfect pink, eh? The most valuable diamond in the world sits on Daisy Dag's mm-hmm. left hand. <laughs> Well, the amount of cash that you've got. Is it? it is 7.52 yeah. here in the morning. I'm Baz Izzy for breakfast. A big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
coming up to 8 o'clock here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We just had Tony Dennis on the line with us talking about the Chosen One success in the Group 1 on the weekend. Also talking about the Perfect Pink. Let's have a little look at that field for Wednesday. The Perfect Pink is running in the Waikato Guineas, of course, the Group 2 over the mile and a quarter. Very short. $2.50. The Perfect Pink, of course, trained by Jamie Richards, drawn a wide gate. Mm. I know it's going to get your money, Izzy. I know it's going to get your money, but the horse that's going to get my money is at the top of the card. Alan Sherrick trained, Lisa Innes booked, carrying 56.5 kilos. The horse, which I think has got a tremendous future, four from four. It's by the Stallion um, Sham Express. It's a horse called Seamus, paying $3. So we might go toe-to-toe on that one, brother. Yeah, look, I backed Perfect Pink last start, and it didn't go too well but mate, i just like it eh? i like i like the perfect pink and obviously i got i want a bit of money off it so of course i'm gonna back it in but then i was looking Stay at the loyal. other horses you got dark destroyer field of gold you know you've got quite a few champion horses i know louie you you like field of gold don't you that's kind of, you you back that one haven't you yeah, Field of Gold was going real good heading into Cup Week, but I'm probably with Bears here, sorry, is. Um, Seamus, mm. proper mm. horse. Barrier one at Tarapa always helps, and I just think it ate the mile last start, so I think I think I'll... The perfect pink will keep, though. Don't worry. Okay, okay. You you two versus me. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know who's riding my horse <laughs> I love yet, your loyalty. I hope Opie comes out. Reckon Opie's a chance or what? Opie a chance on the perfect pink? Well, nah. Well, if it does, he's going to improve at two lengths. He is that good, Opie, and he's got his eye on at the moment as well. We are coming up to 8 o'clock in the morning, which means we've got some news for Kubota. So together we are shaping and we are building New Zealand, and it's time for us to go track down a McCafe coffee. Thank you, Tainer. Kogan Mobile. Get started from just $5 for 30 days. High pressure still covers most of New Zealand today, bringing fine warm weather, but we do have a low descending into the Tasman Sea from the tropics and a general easterly airflow increasing in the north. And catch all your summer sporting action on our app, SENZ. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. We are back Monday, the 31st of January. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Six weeks away from the tools. We're just finding our feet. So just bear with us, but we're having fun. We've had a great couple of hours on the show. It's great to be back. I must say, it's great to be back. The sun is shining down here in Christchurch. Everything's good. I'm up and about. It's been great to chat some sport again and some horse racing. I'm back in the horse racing scene. Perfect pink up against Seamus on Wednesday. We'll give you a few tips, a few lead-ins. Maybe follow us. Anyway, if you've missed the last hour, make sure you head over to Baz and Izzy's podcast on the SEN app. And you will get that interview with Michael J. Duart. He talked about the NFL. And if all you NFL fans out there, you want to listen to what he says about the Bengals, Joe Burrows. That match is about to commence pretty shortly. The Rams versus the 49ers following that match as well. So we will soon find out who's going to the big dance in Los Angeles. So if you missed that, make sure you head to that. And then Tony Dennis as well, talking about the cho- chosen one. The chosen one winning the group one, Thorndon Mile. He also owns the Perfect Pink. And well, if you remember last year, I got paid from the Perfect Pink. 
And well, if the Lincoln King won too, then well, I probably wouldn't be here today because that was a big one. But anyway, uh, coming up on the show, we're going to talk some cricket. We've got Timmy Seifert coming up as ND won the Super Smash, taking down the mighty Canterbury. And then we've got our new zest Monday morning health check. We're going to chat to Dominic Bowden. Uh, looking forward to chatting to him. He's had a big summer. He got engaged. He's also into that cold immersion stuff at uh, Wim Hof and things like that. So I want to chat to him about you know the things he does to look after his body and stay in shape, and that's thanks to New Zest. So make sure you keep those texts coming through. Thanks to Mick Cafe. They've just dropped my coffee off, so I'm up and about, and I know Tana's dropped off your coffee, your Mick Cafe coffee. So cheers to the team at Mick Cafe for looking after us. I appreciate it. It's getting me through this next hour, but I'm going to throw it over to you, Baz, to interview our next next guest. Yeah, thanks, Liz. I actually got Thana brought in. There's a couple of like ceramic um, coffee cups as well. It's got my name on it too, Baz, B-A-Z, hmm. Baz. And Tana, you did text in and you said, how was my coffee making skills? Very good, mate. Very good, thank you. Next time, though, if you can just go a little smaller. I'm only a little fella, okay, so you don't need to go quite so big with the coffee. So just a little... Little thanks to McCafe, a big thanks to Tainer as well, and it is time for our McCafe coffee catch up for Bears and our first one for Bears and Izzy this year on the show. The Super Smash competition came to a close over the weekend with the Wellington Blaze finishing their perfect season before the boys, the Northern Brave, while well, they were dominant against the Canterbury Kings. Oh, that is a shot, and it's caught. Carton Clark takes the catch. And that is a fitting way to finish. Tim Southey cleans up the tail. Three for 39 off his 3.5 overs. And Northern have won by 56 runs. They are your 21-22 Dream 11 Super Smash champions. Oh, Scotty Stevenson on the mic. Great work, Sumo. Yeah, well, Tim Seifert, he was right in the middle of the celebrations, as only Tim Seifert can be. He's going to join us on the line now. Timmy, very good morning, mate. Welcome to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Have you recovered from the toweling I gave you on the golf course the other day? Good morning. How are we, guys? Um, yeah, I had to put that past me, actually, and focus on the cricket. But, um, no, everything was good. Uh, it was a good night for the lads. And, um, yeah, obviously, going to play some golf today just to work on my chipping, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> well, did you feel like there was a little bit of mental disintegration in the game the other day between us? Do you think I just sort of wore you down over the 18 holes? Uh, nah, because I know your hot, your putter was hot, so, um, you know, if that wasn't working, then you would have been in serious trouble. But hey, um, sometimes hey, Timmy, it can be did, he, did he question your um, Did he question your etiquette, Nick? Did he ever did he bring that oh, up? Nah, I've played with him before. As he's, I know that's his number one bloody rule, that. So, um, yeah, I knew I had to be on guard. I had to actually look at the rules book before I played. Couldn't believe it. Timmy. Timmy, so we played. So Izzy and I played in Flem's golf tournament, the Donk. And and Izzy was a very good golfer. Have you guys actually played together? Have you, have you no, played each I've other seen him play. I've seen, no. seen Izzy play, though. Okay, so we'll organise a golf game, because you two off the tee would be dynamic. Both of you are big, long, long hitters. So that would be, be good to watch. But anyway. So you'd, Timmy, be, so... you'd be 100 behind. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is our radio sh- station, mate. We do the jokes around here, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, 
And <laughs> and Izzy, I'm I'm going to putt, and I'm pretty sure it was I was trying to save a par or something, you know. I'm going to putt, and all I could see is is my old Maori boy mate there just walking around behind me, just so <laughs> 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 I'm like, hey, what's going on here? Is he's like, oh sorry, bro, sorry. <laughs> so, he's like, then he hit me up later. He's like, oh, gee, you're a bit you're a bit harsh on the etiquette, eh? And I'm like, well, sort of, you know, there's certain things you can do. Stay focused, man. Anyway, yeah, that, yeah, that play one, in the V, one, mate. Play in the V. Up. <laughs> anyway, Timmy, mate, that was uh, it was a pretty awesome performance from your boys the other day, and Mitch Mitch Satner, eh? Ninety odd or forty odd rocks. Have you seen him hit the ball better than what he hit it in the final? No, nah, I've never seen him hit it that good. And um, you know, he's kind of even that game before uh, we played in Wellington. He was, I think, he got a good sixty odd there, and he's he's actually, yeah, I've, I've never. Seen him hit it that clean. Um, obviously, I think he's made a few um, little tweaks with his batting, um, so he can get those. You know, his swing, um, kind of just like his golf, has, has been amazing. Those hands um, has been awesome. But I think it was actually um, Ish and um, Saudi that giving a bit of stick because Ish asked him if he had ever got a um, T twenty fifty before, because obviously Ish has. <laughs> so um, that was before the Wellington game, and then. So he's gone back to back fifty. So that's made uh, Ish a bit quiet. But now Salvi's going welcome oh. to the uh, two two fifty club. So um, <laughs> so yeah, now nah, the boys have got in behind him, which has been awesome, and it's good to see him um, bat as well as he's bowling as well. I tell you what, mate. Congratulations on your win. But I tell you what, I've heard big things about Mitch Santner on the golf course. I hear he can actually play some very very solid. Golf, so I'll have to get out there and we'll have to have a hit soon, mate. Hey, um, talk to us about the game. Uh, heading into that match, what, what, what was the plan? You obviously got put into bat first. Was that was that always part of the plan? And then obviously losing Trent Bolt. You know, your backs are against the wall a little bit, you know, a bit of adversity earlier on. But, um, you know, was was that part of the plan? And what, what was the messages going into that and, and having to get through that match? Yeah, so it was actually quite a funny one. Um, you know, we were actually probably going to look to bowl, bowl first because um, that's kind of what we've been doing, um, yep. you know, most of the season. And to be honest, it's one of those tosses that we're kind of lucky we lost because it kind of did... Um, the second inning is just kind of... The, the ball just started to hold a little bit more um, and it started to spin um, big time as well. So we were quite um, fortunate that we actually lost the toss. Um, and look, it's one of those things... Guys have played finals. You know, we just got to back our skills and back what we're doing um, in the season. And and we got on a winning uh, roll as well with T20 cricket. I think we won the last eight pool game tournaments. So T20 cricket. Um, once you get that roll on, it makes life a bit easier. But at the end of the day, it was a final. So just needed needed to step up on that day, and um, we did it very well. And obviously, with missing Trent, that was it was. Um, you know, big big for us mm-hmm. to not have him, but also with these black caps coming in and out, you know, the guys that aren't um, sometimes playing because they are here, it gave those guys opportunities to step up as well. And um, you know, throughout the season, there's always oh. chopping and change with the black caps coming up. So the guys that are on the sideline are always ready to play. Tim Seifert joining us here on Baznizzi for breakfast. Talked a little bit about the Northern Braves. Success in the Super Smash just a few days ago. Hey, um, so I've talked to us a little bit about your game, mate. Um, a little bit quieter the early part of the season, but then finished 
finished strong with a couple of uh, really solid performances. How, how are you feeling about your game? Yeah, feeling good. Um, feeling good now. Um, I guess yeah. Um, I, I, the whole tournament, I was a little bit short. Um, you know, managed to get a, a few runs in the last couple of games to secure us the final spot, which was nice. But look, I think it was just one of those ones that you come back from overseas and you come back to domestic cricket and just want to dominate from from an own um, personal point of view. But um, you know, and sometimes the harder you try, the the more that you get put in a little shower and, and just let the bowlers bowl at you rather than putting pressure on them. So that's probably what I, what I, what I felt a little bit at the early days um, of this tournament. Um, but then had a you know, good catch-up with obviously yourself and a couple of other people and just kind of just focus about being in the present and just worrying about that one ball that comes down. And, and that's been really good the last few games. So, um, you know, that's, it's cricket as well. It's sports. So it's always um, been a bit niggly, been in the form slump, but... You know that's the game, and and hopefully I'm out of that now. And um, looking forward to the rest of the games coming up in the season. Hey mate, uh, Izzy here again. I just want to ask you, Chris. I know you got a um, you, you know, a lot of respect for for Bears, and um, you know just just tell us what what has he been able to share with you and lead you into to to maybe just you know push through these little moments where you feel like things aren't going your way. What are some of the insights he's been able to share with you, bud? Yeah, just uh, really enjoyed kind of um, you know talking in bears for with someone that's been in kind of every super, uh, every situation of the game, obviously with was his, was his career and, and what he's done. Um, and as a as a player now, um, you know, it's the same as a business mentor or, or whatever it is. You know, pe- people ask you know people that have been there and done that um, for their recommendations. And I feel kind of the way that we play the game. Um, you know, some, sometimes we can overthink it and, and try too many shots and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's nice to just have a have a chat to Baz um, because he's he's been in that situation, and um, you know, it's nice to just kind of take the easier option sometimes and just um, be present. Awesome, mate. Yeah, be awesome. with your feet, RA. That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly. the lesson for all of us. That's the lesson in rugby, lesson in cricket, probably a lesson in life mm. as well, if we're being honest. But hey, um. Uh, Izzy, I also just better mention that Sife's sister, Hannah Ray, um, she's like the two I see at New Zealand Golf, so she can pretty much get us on any golf course around New Zealand. Oh, We've just got to give her a shout. She plays plays off scratch as well. So actually, Sife's, this, he's not just the the second worst um, golfer out of us wicket keepers, but he's the second worst golfer in his family as well. <laughs> oh, no. uh, where are you playing today? Uh, playing at Tiki. Oh, yeah? Like, oh, I heard that. You lost my eight. number or what? What's that, sorry? You lose my number? Like, you've already got a four ball or? Yeah, sorry, I, I wasn't. Available from nine o'clock yeah. onwards? Oh, we're, yeah. we're, um, we're t- five minutes to nine, I think, Phil. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> Absolute lie. <laughs> That's the thing about the young fellas these days is yeah, they get a lesson one day and they run away. They don't step up and go again. They run away. Face the danger again, no. Sif. Right. Was it was it me organising it? Oh, I've got to ask you for it. Oh yeah, that is old it a good chest, <laughs> Is that a good course? Is it a good course? I've never... Oh, good. Sorry. Um, yeah, it is. It is a great course. Um, it's um, it's just nice to have a great course like this in the Waikato. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of keen golfers here, and 
there's a lot of golf uh, courses as well. So, um, but it's, it's just that extra step up. Um, a very very lengthy, um, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, and it's only going to get better once everything kind of grows around around the course and everything like that. So, no, it is a great course. Yeah, nice, mate. Oh, you'll know better than most because you saw most of the course the other day. So anyway, thanks for joining us, Saif. We wish you we wish you all the best out there today, mate, and all the best for the rest of the season as well, mate. And we really appreciate you joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yeah, cheers, no, awesome, guys. Thank you very much. Have a good morning and have a good day. Swing smooth, brother. That is Tim Seifer on the back of the Northern Districts. The Northern Brave, I think they're called now, actually. Um Northern Brave success in the Super Smash the other day. Uh, what a team. They have got an outstanding team. They are stacked with black caps, littered mm. right throughout, and then a couple of young fellas as well who have got big futures in front of them too. So nice to have Tim Seifert joining us. Mate, you will love playing golf with Seifert. His, his mm. tee shot is unbelievable. Like, just high, massive high draw, like beautiful golf swing, massive high draw. Can't putt to save himself, but what a swing <laughs> off the tee. Like, he is... Oh, we're He's very similar, right? You'll love <laughs> three cut dags. His etiquette's they call just a little bit better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, he, at least he's got some etiquettes. Eight seventeen here in the morning oh. on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We got plenty more coming up, including catching up with the party, Paulie Mwadi from the TAB. I have missed him. Looking forward to his banter as well. You're listening, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Breakfast on ECNZ. 23 minutes past 8 here in the morning on Monday, the 31st of January. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. That was Tim Seifert on the phone. Good to catch up with the youngster, Seif. Good golfer. Very good golfer. And he's got a big future in the game too. Just I feel like Seif, he's on the cusp of really breaking through to be a, a full-time mm. member of that New Zealand side. Um, he's a guy who, if he is backed, he will perform, no doubt, over a long period of time. So he's someone who could... We can keep an eye on over the next little while. I know he's playing for New Zealand now, but he could be a fully-fledged member of all three um, of those teams, I reckon. Uh, Test one day and T20. So watch this space. Wow, it's that time. Is I've missed him. don't know if you've missed him. I know. It's a party. It's Paulie Mwadi. It's time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports, the TAB app today. Good morning, Paulie Mwadi. Yeah, morning, boys. Great to see the bands back together again. Oh, it's yes, been a while. Paulie. It's been... Did you miss us? Oh, I, I thought you'd gone missing. Hey, you boys have been <laughs> off longer than the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? My dad was getting into me. He's like, mate, what kind of job you got? You got the same holidays as teachers. I said, mate, starter. <laughs> no, no, it was a bit long, but we're back. We're back, Paulie. And I'm, I'm pumped, mate. And I know you're pumped too. It's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we had a big weekend down here uh, at Trentham on Saturday, of course. Uh, the chosen one, finally picking up Group 1 glory in the Thorndon Mile. And if you have a look at the uh, futures markets now, I'm just having a look down the page here. Uh, what, the chosen one now, a $1.80 favourite in the Herbie Dyke. A eighty in the futures for the Herbie Dyke. Uh, and I'm just checking along in the Auckland Cup, favourite there as well in the futures market, 450 on the chosen one there. Uh, and we also saw La Creek pick up the Desert Gold on Saturday. 
uh, and she was super impressive. She's now on the uh, what was it second second or third line of betting in the New Zealand Oaks. She's seven dollars, uh, and in the Derby, I think she is. Where is she? Still ten dollars. La Creek ten dollars. The favourite there, of course, the perfect pink at six dollars. Uh, Seamus is at eight dollars. Tutu Kaka at six, and the Dark Destroyer at ten. Of course, today it's all about the NFL. Uh, and the punters mm. are siding with the two favourites today. Kansas City, $1.29 yep. to take down the Cincinnati Bengals at three sixty-five, and the LA Rams at one fifty-two up against the 49ers at $2.40. I can tell you in the Super Bowl outright winner market, we've had a $14,000 bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at $4.50. We've also Ooh. got a... We've got a Super Bowl MVP market. One punter mm. has put $1,000 on Debo Samuel to be the Super Bowl MVP at $14. And if the 49ers can upset uh, the Rams today, then I, I dare say, if the 49ers do go on and win uh, the Super Bowl, that Debo Samuel will, will probably be a huge part of that. They have used him in so many different schemes. Uh, that's not the worst bet. I don't mind that one at all. But yeah, 1000 on Debo to be the MVP and mm. 14000 on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Wow. That is a bet. Debo Samuel, wide receiver, to put on absolute clinic for the 49ers. I actually went to the Chiefs 49ers uh, Super Bowl a couple of years ago, so if it's that, it'll be announced. Dandy one, but they got to get past the Rams and the way the Rams are going at the moment. They got Cooper Cup as well. He's a wide receiver for the Rams and he's been fantastic this season. So it's all ahead of us, Paulie Moati. Who are you picking? Who are you picking? Super Bowl. I actually like the look of the four. I think the 49ers will meet the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I mm. think the 49ers have got enough sort of. Uh, I think their coaching staff uh, is just a wee bit better than Kansas City. I think Kansas City probably have the better troops on the ground, but I think the 49ers will have the ability to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes for long periods of time if they do, in fact, meet in the Super Bowl. So I, I, I like the 49ers uh, to win the Super Bowl this season. Um, I'm just having a look down yeah, here. Oh, of course, yeah. We've got a bonus back promotion on these two NFL games today as well. So head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's around that. Um, but what were you going to say, Izzy? Man, no, uh, Baz, I just came to know that you know the Derby market that you got. Can you just can you just give me a little um, idea of what there's a horse called Carmen Line? What's that paying in the Derby? Yes, twenty one dollars in the Derby Carmen Line. Okay, thank you. Put that one down in your little, uh, your little note, your little notepad. <laughs> Look out! Wait for wait for the sirens to go off on that one at some point in the next next little while. Carmen line. <laughs> oh yeah, the Pooley, uh, Pooley. the boys know. Yeah. Pooley, are we doing a showdown bid or anything like? Uh, you know, I feel like we need to redeem ourselves this year. And uh, great cause. Um, we got anything coming up, or you know, are we in something? What, what do we got? What are, a little showdown beer, what, or are we doing that? Are we? Well, let's. Well, are we going to do one this year or what? You. <laughs> I'll, 
I'll talk to my people and I'll get them to talk to your people and then we'll sort something out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we'll sort something out. Oh, you go, oh, you want some redemption. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah, I'll get my people to talk to your people. I'm sure we can get something going. Beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you very much, Pauli Mawati from the TAB. Have a great day, mate. Thanks very much for that update. Of course, TAB promotions and play in hundreds of sports markets. To choose from, visit tab.co.nz and please gamble responsibly. R18, Izzy, calm and line. Mm. Write it down. Calm and line. Calm and line, okay. We'll have to win its next start, I think, to progress through. But the run the other day at Ellerslie was absolutely phenomenal. It was, unfortunately, Grillsy Craig Grills went back inside, who rode brilliantly in this weekend. He went back inside on calm and line. If he had gone outside... I think he would have uh, he would have got the win in the last at um, at Ellerslie, and that run to me screamed Derby contender. So twenty one dollars is pretty good money, I reckon. Anyway, it's eight thirty here in the morning. Oh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to shoot off to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. SEMZ, we are twenty seven minutes away from nine a.m. into the last furlong of the show. Carmen Line, Baz is bang on. She was eye catching. Flashing in the Karaka Classic, as was Tutu Kaka. Awesome coming up from the inside. Um, actually, you point out Seamus and the perfect pink racing against each other in the Waikato Guineas this weekend. Lee Thinnis is going to end up having ridden Seamus who, and Tutu Kaka, who are currently favourites from the Derby. He also rode Marshand yesterday for Cambridge Stud, who won really well, really well, held off to uh, Titoki. So, and I assume for Cambridge Stud, as their stable rider, Leith will have to ride Marshand if it makes the derby, which I'm certain it will, which means that rides on Tudu Kaka and Seamus could be up in the air. And after Hazel Schofer won on Seamus down there in Wellington, we wondered if she could get the ride. She's suspended at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how those derby rides shake down and then where Grillsy comes into the pitch. You'd imagine he'd stick with Carmen Line as a great relationship with the Wexford stable lads. Anyway, that's just a, a half-baked thought there. Weekend Choices Flooring Poll Time, lads. The Choices Flooring Room View program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. And I lobbed the question out to you, Izzy, and you were very complimentary. You said it could be the better, best quiz we've, uh, sorry, the best poll we've had. What is the most astounding achievement that we saw over the weekend? Ruffer's 21st Grand Slam coming back from the dead. Nick Willis, 20 years of running sub-four-minute miles. Oh, insanity. <laughs> Nash Barty's dominance in tennis and world tennis at the moment. Or the Welly Blaze, 11 from 11, the perfect season. Chucked it out there. You've had your choice, and the results are in. In a canter, hands and heels. Rafael Nadal. I mean, there's probably a little bit of recency bias. It literally was last night. But coming back like that at his age after he had foot surgery and missed two Grand Slams last year, and as you said, Izzy, and both and Baz, you echoed the sentiment as well, it's the amount he has done it time and time and time again, and he's still out there competing. So Rafael Nadal has won the choices for him. Pole, incredible achievement. Does that shock you, Iz? No. No, not at all, mate. It is an incredible achievement, and... Yeah, I'm a big fan of Rafa. He's a great ambassador and the way he carries on on the court but also off the court. Yeah, just nothing but admiration for him. So well done, Louis. Great choices, flooring pole. Had a lot of great choices there to choose from, but Rafa gets the win at the end. And I'm going to go back to what you've been talking about, the horses. 
I hope you're on the money with Carmen Lion Bears. Use proceeds from her debut win at 25 to back her in the derby. La Creek and Seamus look the ones to beat, but glad to have a few tickets at 31s. That is from JD. So he has seen something as well with Carmen Lion Bears and Louis. So I think you're on to something here, lads. And you know me, love a wee odd. So <laughs> having a wee fluffle. We flutter. How, how was uh, while we were away? Because I'm just I'm conscious that we love talking racing, right? While we were away, Louis, how much racing was talked? Maybe, and and I know it sounds crazy because we talk about it so much, but maybe even more because it was really because there's so much. Like, I mean, obviously, I was listening every day, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. On the way to Titiki every day. Um, no, I, I guess because as you know, Bears, like, there's so much racing. You come through a good big mm. race meet, so you kind of review it for a couple of days, and then you pretty much start. You do the, the industry day on the Wednesday, then we were previewing the meets on the Thursdays, the Friday. It was fun. It was, uh, and I think like at this th- heading into the autumn, as I said before, it's a busy time. Really, the only the only month you don't necessarily talk about racing is maybe like July. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's a good time to have another break. I reckon. Should we have another break in July? Nah, just joking. <laughs> no right, way. Eight thirty-seven in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We've got a little bit more coming up here in our final furlong, as you said before, Louis. We've got our new zest Monday morning health check, and it's Dominic Bowden. So look forward to catching up with him very soon. Mr. Warehouse for great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's 8.42 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on Monday, the 31st of January. Our first day back on the tools for SNZ breakfast show. And it's great to be back. Thanks for all your input throughout the morning. We're in our final furlong and we're going to cross over. We're going to do our Monday morning news this catch up. And today... It's with a great man, Dominic Bowden. It's been a long summer, and it's fair to say getting some more healthy vibes flowing might be necessary for some of us. So it's time for our Monday morning health check with News S. News S is powering the next generation of New Zealand athletes, but not exclusively professional athletes by any means. Dominic Bowden is a Kiwi many of us all are familiar with, appearing on our TV screens throughout the years. On a number of shows, he's been back in New Zealand this summer making the most of Aotearoa. And, well, it's been a big, big summer for Dom, as we got to congratulate him. He got engaged over the break as well. So, Dominic Bowden, good morning, brother. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. Look, it's uh, it's great to be on. And, uh, yeah, I know that the first day back, I'm sure you're... You're you're maybe wishing to still be out on the beach, but yeah, you're you're, you're dialing in. I'm I'm coming in from the barrier, um, so I've actually come down to the airport so I could get some reception, especially so I could t- talk to you boys. But yeah, so good to be back in New Zealand. Oh, and nice. there was a time there, probably four months, when I was doing the lottery thing, and I didn't think I'd get back. So yeah, I'm not taking any day for granted. It feels great. Oh, the barrier. Well, thank you so much for taking time out and, and going to get some reception. I'm so I'm sure it's not all bad up in the barrier, mate. I'll follow you on Instagram. You're living the life. You're living the life. But, mate, tell us about your summer. You enjoying being home and it's been yeah, a good mate, summer look, for yourself? Been, it has. It's been really great. Um, I guess now getting back on, onto the track and we've done the Milford and we did the Whanganui River last week mm. we had and um, just 
coming back and kind of celebrating what makes New Zealand so great. And I think being overseas, uh, you know, I, I sort of started work on this, this little podcast, which is, which is called Wellbeings, if anyone wants to check it out. But one of the main reasons I did that is because I had the first lockdown back in New Zealand and a lot of people just seemed yeah. to be going through it. A lot of my friends, you know, di- different mates who were either losing their job or, you know, marriage was in trouble. And there were a lot of learnings that were happening yeah. out of, of the States that, um, that that maybe weren't here in New Zealand. So I kind of made myself the guinea pig and, and I was able to sort of talk to some, some epic humans like Wim Hof and, uh, you know, ex-Navy SEALs and neuroscientists about some of the things we can all do to, to maybe awesome. lift our vibration a little bit and basically the science of feeling good. But the big one for me, personally, my happy place is, is out in nature. And when you look at the science of why, you know, we feel so good when we're out in nature, it just relaxes our nervous system. And so, yeah. But it was a somewhat of a stressful year last year and, and just getting home and, yeah, as you said, getting engaged and wanting to celebrate that with the whanau and I couldn't get home. So it was stressful, but um, when I was out in nature, it just sort of felt a little bit a little bit better. So, yeah, we just did the Aotea track here in, uh, in the barrier and the dock huts, had some epic sun, sun, sunsets and sunrises, and now we're just... Uh, Rocking up on Midlands, hopefully going to go for a fish later on. So it's uh, it's it's pretty epic, yeah. and um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked. It's been a great summer. Hey, Dom and Spaz here, mate. We do really live in the greatest country in the world, don't we? Yeah, we really do. I mean, I think the funny thing was when I when I would first move to the states, and then I'd come back, and you go, oh, you know, you want it to kind of be a big city energy, like like say Los Angeles, and then a mate was like, why would you go to a restaurant or a you know, why would you want that kind of a vibe? You want to do what New Zealand does best, which is be outside, be in nature. And then I just started doing the, the great walks, and that was you know probably 2010. And then every year I come back and try and smash a couple. And now I've got friends that are just you know I'm going away with um, the great man Hamish Pinkham and his wife next a couple of weeks to do Stewart Island, and it's almost like I get I get the call up now just by being the the hike guy. But when you're overseas and you you think about New Zealand and it's just Man, the, the, the crazy thing about it is I get a lot of people on, say, mates or, you know, schoolmates or on social media, they're like, oh, man, I wish I could do it. And I'm like, man, the, I got Jetstar for 120 bucks. The, the dockets were like 20 bucks each. I mean, I'm coming in spending $300 doing these hikes. So there's, there's no excuse, you know, for a lot of the time you can save up and, and get out yeah. on the track. And obviously, Aotea or we did the... We did the Cape Breton. A lot of it's free, which is outrageous when you when you travel in the states and you know it's it's you have to spend to do anything over there. So yeah, just encourage people to get out because it's uh, it's such a good feeling, especially when you can't get reception. That's the big one for me because it's like it's like if I'm trying to cut down on the beers, I can't have them in the fridge. So it's kind of the same. <laughs> but when I've got no when I've got no reception, it's uh, it's so good. You can really drop in and just. Uh, you go for your phone on the first day, then on the second day, you know, you, and then by the third day, you're like, man, I need to do more of this. It's great. Yeah. Oh, awesome, mate. Love it. Love getting out in nature. And we uh, we have the most amazing country. Both are right with that. Hey, tell us about a bit, bit more about cold immersion and Wim Hof. I've, I've done a wee bit of it, but tell us about the benefits behind it and, and why do you love it so much and, and what can people get out of it if they're going to try it? Well, the, 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 I think the thing is for me is, is like just to be open. Um, I think as we get older, we all become a little bit more fixed mindset and, and we don't want to try something new. Uh, and especially, you know, myself, I was kind of um, not sure uh, how I could feel better and maybe just got stuck in a bit of a uh, certain lifestyle. And then 
a buddy was just like uh, it was almost more of a challenge thing. And, and you guys all know a sports sportsman, you know, you, you jump into it as a recovery um, technique. But when you do it with the breath work, uh, you kind of um, it, it's just so good for your nervous system. Um, the big thing is inflammation, but it's got so many different benefits. And, and the, the science is now showing that the number one way that, um, that men can um, look after themselves is, um, is some form of cold immersion. And it's also you know, the number one thing for anti-aging as well. The, the, the challenge, I think, Ooh. for people is they kind of go, man, I can't get in that thing. It's too cold. But I, and I started with a cold shower, just you know, a minute at the end of the shower, just go, go as cold as I can and see how long I'd last. And some days I get in there for three minutes. Some days it's for 30 seconds. Um, but you know, I've got one at the house now, and you know, in typical sort of New Zealand styles, you can buy one. They're about five grand. I went to the trade depot out in Mangere, got got one for seven hundred and fifty bucks, and then my my ba- mate who works on boats came and sealed it up for me, and we just put that in in, in the garage, and um, once a week we turn it on, and uh, and it goes down to freezing, and then you jump in every day. But and then you can do a Wim Hof just from from YouTube, just a little ten minute mm. breath work exercise. So yeah, I, I encourage people to give it a try. It's it's almost like that thing where you know I joke with my parents. It's like you just you just got to find your thing, find your toolbox. So my mum, she walks you know every Saturday with her group. They're called the Walkie Talkies, and they go around Mount Albert, and then they have a flat white. And you know, you know my dad loves <laughs> to play golf. So whatever it is, it's like you just got to find the thing that sort of like just helps you drop in. Um, and for me, it's it's the ice bath. So um, yeah, it's certainly not for everyone. But um, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think you, you must have given it a, a, a try with, with sport. But mm. have you boys done it more for, for play? Done the breath work um, as well. Look, I've done I've done wee bits, but I, I haven't really um, mastered. It. I haven't really got into it. I know a lot of athletes really um, are, are right into it, and they think they they get a lot of the benefits. Not only that, they also love in the other saunas as well. So it's both spectrums nailing that. But um, I can see the benefits from it, particularly as an athlete. And uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome that you're speaking up about it, mate. We're going to have to let you go. Sorry, Dom, but um, we really appreciate you finding time for the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show. Um, that was our Monday morning health check with New Zeth, Dominic Bowden coming from the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, cheers, mate. We really appreciate Great Barrier. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Dom. Here we go. That is our yeah. New Zeth, a new approach to feeling great, not just a boost for today, but nutrition. For life, and that was Dominic Bowden. We really appreciate his time on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. But right now, we got Smithy. I can see Smithy there in the Hawks Bay. And I look forward to crossing over to him. It's 8.51 here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll be back shortly with Smithy for our sleepy, uh, temper sleep on it.